I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast, the second of its kind, but I'm not going to tell you what the first one is. And every episode we have a special guest and today is no different. Today we have podcaster and comedian Remy Casimir on the show. Hey. Did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, Remy Casimir. What's up? Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having this um, place where fans of Frasier can talk about Frasier, um, even though it has been a long time since the show has ended. It's been a long time, but I personally have found more people like myself and you because it ended up on Netflix. Exactly. It's gotten a second life. Yeah. Um. So I... Uh, you and I are just meeting in person for the first time. Know, this is very exciting. I know. Fortunately. A lot of tagging me on Facebook and your shit from people because everyone knows how obsessed I am with Frasier now. Absolutely. It's always exciting also to just meet more women mm. that like Frasier. What I've noticed is a lot of, and bless all the men that have been on this podcast or even other people that I haven't had on, often it's specific, like when I talk to many men that like this show, they're mm -hmm. very like, oh, the writing, it's brilliant. And then when I talk to a lot of women, the 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 reasons they like it are a lot more personal, like mine. Mm. For me, I love the relationships in the show. That's like a big part of it for me. But I'm curious, what about you? Why? What, what got you into Frasier? Why do you like it? I feel like, because I was actually thinking about that on the way over here, I was thinking about how the characters are written so well that the relationships are good and believable. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's an amalgam of the two things that you just said. Right. Um, my relationship with Frasier is it was that old guy show after Friends. 
Okay. Yeah. So you remember when Friends was on <laughs> and do. then Frasier would come on at 730 and it was like this old guy or whatever. And I don't remember at what age I started watching Friends, but it must have been like 14 because I was like behind. Sure. I remember being behind with that too. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm beginning to like Friends, but like Frasier, I will never, never. And then I have no idea. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. So we'll get to this, but I'm starting another podcast about this show called Love Island. And uh, after I binged the entire series, I was asking people on my Instagram, I was like, what's a great show to watch? Mm-hmm. And somebody said Frasier. Um, and somebody else said Cheers. And they were like, if you're going to do Frasier, you have to watch Cheers first. So I tried Lies. Cheers. Didn't really love Cheers. Yeah. Episode one, the pilot, not good. Um, I'm with you. Then I watched Frasier and I was like, holy shit, I'm obsessed with Frasier. And I watched all 11 seasons and then I got so, I missed Frasier so much (laughs) that I went back to season three, episode one of Cheers because that is when Frasier Crane first arrives on Cheers. So then I started watching that and then eventually I got, you know, so invested in Sam and Diane that I had to go back and restart Cheers. Wow. But yeah, that's been my, oh, and it's been great just seeing Frasier like, Seeing the uh, prologue before the actual story. I mean, you have already, you're far ahead of me. I, I specifically for this podcast, I Mm -hmm. have watched a few episodes of, of cheers around Frasier, but I've never followed the full story. Oh my God. Wait. So you have seen obviously the episode of Frasier where Diane comes back. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And you know about their relationship. I, yes, I'm fully aware of that. And then I watched uh, the episode of Cheers where you meet Frasier's mom, which oh, Hester, Hester Crane. I haven't seen that yet. She's totally nuts. That's what's crazy. Because there's a full, there's a whole episode. The one that I saw on Cheers uh-huh. is when Diane and Frasier are engaged. So then they meet Hester or, or <gasps> Frasier, and she's crazy. Wait, I must have fallen asleep because I watched them. I watched everything. All right. Well, I can I give you Hester. I can, yeah, give me the exact episode. I'll give you the specific one, but she she does not like Diane and threatens her life mm-hmm. and is basically like, "You better end things because you're not good enough for my son." And it's weird because obviously, like, it's different writers, I believe. But like, when who you get plays to, her? Oof, I don't even know. It's because it's um, it's Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Oh in, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely doesn't match up when you when you watch Frasier compared to who Hester is on um, on Cheers. She's like angelic, like this mm. perfect woman. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like it helps that other than you, Rita Wilson, you just know what everyone says about her, which is that she was this perfect. Yeah. You know, everyone seems better when they're dead. <laughs> there, somebody said to me, they were like, yeah, Frasier um, is a different character on Cheers than he is. on." And I was mm. like. No, like, you know, people develop over time, but literally there are some idiosyncrasies. Like mm. he says something about, um, oh, we've been in this, my, the Cranes have been in this club for years or something like that. And like Marty Crane would never have been in like some, you know, it makes it sound like he comes from a different family. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, um, I have yet to have the desire to watch Cheers and I just keep rewatching Frasier. It really is very good though. Honestly, like I'm, I'm sucked in good i'm glad um so 
I uh, I have a very special theme for this episode, but before we get to it, it's inspired by your podcast that you already mm-hmm. have. So yes. tell me about it. What is your podcast called? What is it about? Okay, so my podcast is called How Come, um, spelled C-U-M because mm-hmm. it's literally about jizz. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never had an orgasm and at like 27, I kind of realized that that wasn't okay. Like I used to just think it was like, I don't know, either girls did it or they didn't do it. And I just seemed to be in the camp that didn't do it because I was like, I've been like a pervert my whole life. I've like been trying stuff, Mm. but it's not happening. So like, what's wrong with me? So I essentially used the podcast as a vehicle to have my first orgasm. And I had guests on every week and every week they still they come on and they tell me their first time coming story. Mm -hmm. And then they would give me an assignment that would yeah be something that I had to do before the next week to make Mm me do it. Um, And spoiler alert, I did pretty early, like within the first 10 episodes. Congratulations. Yeah. Excited. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then I was going to end it. But people were like, oh, well, can you come with a partner and can you? come with a hand and, and there's all these other like kind of obstacles to tackle and then talking about other people's issues sexually. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of been a podcast about um, just making people feel sexually comfortable and like, not like a freak. Yeah. You know, like I used to be like, Oh, I masturbate. I'm a fucking freak creep girl. No, like that, that is very low on the fetish spectrum. Yeah. Oh, it's not even on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even on there. That's a fetish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I think that is fantastic. I actually, um, I did a one woman show, uh, mm. like four years ago about, uh, being late to the sex game. Okay. How late were you? So I lost my virginity when I was 23. Okay. Now the reason and this is very personal for my, we only talk about Frasier. So really this is getting very mm-hmm. real. Um, but my whole thing was that I was convinced because a gynecologist at my college when I was 17, mm-hmm. because I, she couldn't do an exam on me because I had a panic attack, told me that I had vaginismus, uh-huh. which is like a sexual I disorder. I know what vaginismus is. I have two episodes of odd vaginismus. So she led me to believe that I had this sexual disorder that would perhaps lead me to never Right. have sex and that is what I carried with me till I was 23 years old and then finally went and saw a sex therapist mm-hmm. who also who gave me assignments oh, great and then I did eventually I did lose my virginity to my Amazing. first boyfriend and it was very I personally can't this is not the same for everyone but I personally came to the realization that my sex fears were based out of anxiety mm. not yeah, an yeah actual yeah. disorder Yeah. And but because she had put this idea in my head. See, I had the opposite thing where I was like, I've tried everything physically and everyone was like, well, it must be some mental thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to find out that I want to fuck kids or something like that. Like something is buried dark in me. And that no, it was like I didn't have the knowledge or the like, right, you know, conversation around it to figure out, like, what is the thing that can get you there? Absolutely. No, I think uh, it sounds this is a good idea, by the way, if I I like the idea of if I have a problem, I should just start a podcast around. Honestly, it, it holds you great. very accountable. Yeah. Um, My sister who does the research for the podcast, shout out to Charlotte. She calls me a lazy masturbator hmm. and she blamed it like me, you know, <laughs> for my issue because she was like, you're just not devoting enough time. You like give up all the time. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's not working. So I'm just going to give up. Well, I'm glad that you did not fully get persevered, baby. Absolutely. So that brings us to the theme of this show, because I thought 
I'd love to have Remy on. Mm -hmm. And have we ever really gotten into um, sex on this show? Not you really. Must. So, uh, so this episode is called Sex in Seattle. Sick. And we're here to talk about, we're here to talk about the characters on Frasier. We're going to get into what do we think the characters are into sexually? What mm -hmm. are our favorite sexy episodes? Um, and I felt like you were the right person to talk about I'm this I'm so with. excited. It, Nobody even talks about how much for sex Frasier does have. Oh, yeah. A like, lot. And tension, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing amounts of tension. Absolutely. Um, and the show is, like, considerably woke. Like, it holds up mm -hmm. still. Yeah. Um, the only time Frasier ever gets, like, overly creepy, he gets called out for it mm -hmm. with uh, Felicity Huffman. I'm trying to remember. What's She's the station manager in like the last season. Oh. And they're having that like shouting match back and forth. Mm -hmm. That is actually a callback to Sam and Diane's first kiss. Oh. Yeah. It's in an office and it's like Sam goes, are you as turned on as I am? And she goes, more. And he and Frazier says, are you as turned on as I am? And then you were expecting Felicity Huffman to be like, you know, more. But she's like, we're our colleagues. Like, are you <laughs> kidding? That's really funny. Um, but then they end up dating because Frazier seems to be so charming. He seems to be, but that leads, that leads us into what kind of lovers are they segment. So let's start yeah. with Frazier. So I'm curious. Yeah. You're saying. Roz says he was terrible. That's really the only account we get from another person that we know well. Yeah. Um, is Roz's recollection of their time together and she's i think it's like an episode like three seasons after they've done it mm -hmm. but um she's like he's worried that she's in love with him right and she's like were you in the same room <laughs> like that was a terrible and Roz like clearly has been around the block we know because everybody feels the need to Bring comment up. on it make yeah. you know jokes she even does it all the time. Like yeah. she likes it. That's part of her, not necessarily that she wants to be called a slut, but sure. she wants to, you know, she she's, is an empowered, she's an sex empowered, having woman. Liberated woman. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, she, yeah, she probably is very explorative and probably likes a bit like of tying up and like hitting. So you're thinking she's perhaps a little kinky. A little kinky. Okay. But not like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think she would go with whatever the person was into, as long as they did it in like a sexy, safe way. I agree with you. I actually, I made notes on every character. Perfect. <laughs> because, you know, that's the person that I am. And this is what I wrote down. Mm. Because for me, when I was like looking through characters and I was like, where do they fall? For me, she's a mix, definitely, especially because yeah. she is a very sexually liberated person. I think she's definitely, it depends on who she's with. And so it depends on her lover. But I did yeah. say that like now later on, I think in what season, maybe nine or 10, she falls in love with the garbage man. Yes. And like for me, when I was watching those episodes, to me, I saw a very softer, a softer side. Super soft. So to me, 
I can imagine that that was a very tender mm-hmm. and like, let's look at each other as she loves we make love. His name is Joe, right? Sounds right. Yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But then, yes, there's often like many references she makes to other, like she talks about the time of the summer of Tad Tag and someone else where mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I was like having sex with these three guys or whatever. Yeah. So I think with her, you couldn't necessarily put her in a box. No. I, and I think she's like, She's kind of the girl I always wanted to be, but was too afraid because I, I like I I was the last remaining virgin of my friends. But mm. I grew up in the city. So that was at 16. Oh, damn. Yeah. And people were just like, oh, Remy's such a virgin. Damn. Wow. But you were in the movie Kids. It sounds like I was in yeah, the show Gossip Girls. Oh, God. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> But. You always wanted to be. Rose. I wanted yeah. to be like, like, you know. I always was horny as fuck, but I felt like I was always keeping myself back because like, you don't want to be the girl who'd already been with too many guys. Sure. Roz doesn't care. Roz is like, I'm at a party. I'm having a good time. I've met somebody that I'm interested in. I'm going to see where this night takes me. I'm not going to like obsess over this for the next three weeks. Sometimes we see her get hung up on a guy, Mm -hmm. but most of the time she's really in control. The sex is just for fun. It's not like a means to validate herself. Mm -hmm. It's literally just to enjoy herself. Absolutely. I also think what's nice about her because having grown up on a lot of TV and movies, a lot of horror movies, Mm -hmm. I often see that women who are sexually liberated, they get get murdered, they get murdered or they get punished for it. Or you find out that they're actually like very damaged and like there's a reason or like it's Mm -hmm. all blows up in their face and, I never got that from her character. You have a, a Daphne Roz Madonna horror episode. episode. Yes, I do. Um, and that like, I thought that was interesting because I always thought of Daphne as uh, equally mm-hmm. as um, kinky as Roz. Yes. Equally. And like, just in the way that I think she's very accommodating, mm-hmm. um, her and Niles definitely have like a red hot sex life. Yes. Do you remember the red dress dancing episode? Yes, you do. And it's on I your do. sexiest episodes list. It's so actually the 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 pre they get together episode that I actually put on mm-hmm. there was uh, Daphne hates Sherry, where she ends up oh. staying at his house. Yes. And they only have oh one thing to share. The best. The, the sexual, um, the lust was off the charts. Also, I don't think we've ever spent a night at Niles before. No. Like we've only seen Niles in the daytime and like, yeah. And he was still like with Maris for such a long time yeah. that it was like her home. This is like Niles in his bachelor pad, like. Wearing all like white linen, silken, but <laughs> his shirt was like unbuttoned. It's the most attracted I've ever been to his character because I actually one of the things that to me was very telling about what he was probably like in bed pre Daphne mm. was an episode where he's with Roz and Frazier at Cafe, Cafe Nervosa, and she's basically talking about this other guy and saying, I can tell what he's like in bed because of the way he drinks coffee, mm-hmm. which was that he's bad in bed. It was mm-hmm. basically talking about Niles. Being, right. You don't even ruffle the sheets, do yep. you? Yep. That's what I think he was like pre-Daphne. Yeah, personally. but I think he was, in the way that I want to be Roz, mm. he wanted to be this archetype of like society man mm-hmm. and who was the person who was determining what that was. Maris, because yeah. Maris always has more money and more power and was able to control him. So. He just wanted to be like amenable to her needs. Right. Absolutely. And be spoken about well to her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, him and Daphne, hot. So hot. I I also I found to be a very sexy episode was when now 
yes, this was a this was a problematic storyline and it was to cover up her pregnancy, but she does yeah. go to, she goes to fat camp. I actually love this storyline because I think it made it made their relationship make more sense. Oh, Daphne Returns is the episode I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. made perfect sense yeah. to me. The pedestal thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of my favorite parts of that episode is at the very end of the episode, he says to Frasier, it was nothing like I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that was when they really like became became something. a real couple. Exactly. Yeah, because there's so many shows where where you have a will they won't they couple mm-hmm. and they finally get together and then they have the best time immediately yeah. and then it fizzles out because they really like they did it. Yep. But this was like it called attention to the fact that they do have so many differences. Yeah. But they also have so many similarities and why he could still view her as so perfect. But in the same vein, he hates her cooking and like, oh, I just it's such a good episode. I love that episode, especially because I did an episode of this podcast that was basically talking about was his sort of infatuation with her cute or creepy like. I don't know. I am so undecided, especially because I always think about like, you still were with Maris. Yeah. I mean, granted, it sounds like the way he describes Maris, they didn't have much of a sex life. You know, it was one sexy episode with Maris, Mm. even though she's not, we never see her when uh, he makes up with her and she's got the cryogenic tank oh and then he joins her in the tank at the end with the champagne i do yes i do remember that i was like oh okay who yeah go get yours now yes go have sex in a cryogenic tank with a toothpick with a toothpick exactly Mm -hmm. she's she's barely anything so that makes it feel less sexy um okay so i back to daphne for a second i wrote down just what you said i said daphne is probably freaky deaky yeah and I'm basing this off of there have been a few episodes where the, the 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 gang sort of ends up reminiscing about like other times that they've had sex. Mm-hmm. She talks about like meeting a guy on the roof of her old apartment when they were both tanning and then they then they end up like having sex on the roof. There have been a few situations like that where I feel like the way her personality is bubbly with a dark side. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could probably equate that to her sex yeah. life, too. Yeah. Where she's like. She's she's a good time. Yeah. So I definitely think she's probably also at the same level. A hundred percent. And she's so casual in how she drops in those anecdotes, too, that it's not like, Mm -hmm. ooh, and this one time it's like, oh, and this one time I did, you know, like it's just a a series of fun stories. Right. She makes me think of now I'm far. And she's got a ton of brothers. She does. So she must be comfortable with sex and bodily fluids. And and she's like a health care worker she's you know seen like it all. she's seen it all absolutely body's body now this brings me to fraser i have in all caps mm-hmm. i think that he is probably a selfish lover i think so too because i, I wrote down a few quotes because it's very there's many periods in the show where either he hasn't had sex in a while or he's like yeah mm-hmm. or he's desperate for sex so i wrote down a few quotes from mm-hmm. him one of them comes from the episode sleeping with the enemy which is when he and Kate, the station manager, mm. embark on their own relationship. But he's talking with Daphne. Wait, Kate's not Felicity Huffman? So, no. no. Kate is uh, from like season four, I want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where they do end up having this fight in her office and then they do end up making out. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them says, are you as turned on as me? Which mm-hmm. yeah. makes sense if that's in, in the last season. Right. But he says... Essentially, they like 
they make out and then like Martin and Daphne are like, how do you know she wasn't using you like mm-hmm. with her feminine wiles? And he and he was like, how can men use sex to get what we want? Sex is what we want. Separately from that, there's an episode where he and F- Niles go on a double date and end up going to this cabin with these two women. Yep. One of them played by Megan Mullally. Yeah. He's trying to convince Such Niles. Such a disappointing episode. Very disappointing. He's trying to like convince Niles it's okay to have sex. And he says, don't think about today. Don't think about what's right. Don't even think of them as Laura and Beth for tonight. They're just two live breathing available female bodies who want us. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's very much like- They are a whole. Right. They are a whole. Mm-hmm. This is not a man that I imagine is like, let me take care of you sexually. No. I don't see it. No, I don't see it either. Yeah. And I also like, and I think the reason is I don't think Frazier finds himself sexy. Mm. And I think you have to be able to find yourself sexy kind of to become mm. a giving person in bed. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because like, you're like, let me give the sex to you. Mm. You know, whereas Frazier's just trying to like pump and dump. Yes, I agree. Um, pump and dump. I think he probably knows like the quote unquote romantic sides of sex. Like he knows how to cup a face. He knows how to kiss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, these women don't stay around for a very long time. No, the only time like whenever it's um, these like not serious relationships, that's when the charm comes out. The only times that I'm like, all right, maybe he was better is when he was with a woman that dominated him like Lilith. Yeah. Like Kate, the station manager, because I feel like they probably. Who is the Jewish put them one's in their name? Place. I love Jewish her. one. I mean, well, I there's there's Lilith. Lilith, no, no. Stern Lilith is, Jewish. is Jewish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have a son together. But then it's their the second one that he has to pretend he's Jewish for her oh, mother. Oh, Faith. Faith. Yes. Wait, what? Faith's name is Faith. Faith. Yeah. Confusing, right? That's not cool. That's not a Jewish name. So let me ask you. <laughs> That's because like my name being Christian. I don't like to assume yeah. because I myself am Jewish. You would not know it from my father's I'm last Jew. name. But you're a Jew. I wanted to I wanted to check. Yeah, to yeah, see yeah. Because I thought your name does sound like it could be Jewish. It's something-ish. Something-ish. I think it's Polish or something. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, get the vibe. But I think he does have better sex with Jewish women. Interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we're going with, because like I can think of another woman he has sex with for one episode who also has curly hair. Could we assume she's Jewish? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. And that woman is the painter I think he meets who he has nothing in common with other than their raw sexual energy. The one who is uh, Lisa Edelstein. Yes, Jewish? Jewish. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, the theory. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Lilith also fucked Niles. Remember that? I do remember that. And you know she was all the way in charge. Yeah. Of that entire situation. But I also think, do you think maybe Lilith like opened Niles like up sexually? I mean, I personally don't think so because truly it just seemed like every woman leading up to not to Daphne mm. was I mean that was that was a very specific one night situation and I feel like they both needed it yeah they were both in very bad places um so I don't know I feel like I always think of Niles as being a sub mm-hmm. <laughs> and not a dom yeah but I do think in terms of like having self-respect I don't think that that happened until he started yeah getting involved with that yeah 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 i don't know how much self-respect was in, was involved with him and lilith 
Um, but I do think. But I could see it being wild. It, sure. Yes. Yeah. I could definitely see it being wild. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and actually, I wrote a, uh, I wrote a quote down from season one. Frasier and uh, Lilith have a night together because she finds an old letter that he wrote way too late into that basically said, I want to stay with you. But yes. it was like a year old. Yes. There was miscommunication. But then they do end up having sex. And like as it's happening, she says, you're the only man I've ever loved. And he says, so are you. And it's very <laughs> they're very like open and like joke about the fact that she's definitely sort of the dominant person yeah. in all of her relationships yeah. and then at a, and then at he a, needs that though he needs he somebody does. to kind of put him in his place he's so pompous he goes off the rails absolutely he's so pompous yeah it's so obnoxious yeah now that brings me to who i think is probably the most generous lover and i think it is martin crane oh definitely i think he likes to eat pussy a hundred percent i actually <laughs> said that to my boyfriend when we were watching it and he got really into fraser so much so that we're going to portland for thanksgiving and we're visiting seattle so that i may oh, be in fraser land i love it i love it um I support that but yeah martin gets down heck heck hell yes hell yeah heck yes i just said pussy and i'm saying heck. yeah I do. I do. I think actually um, there's an episode that's very sex heavy. Well, at least. So there's an episode where Frasier or where Roz is trying to get picked up to have her own talk show. Mm -hmm. So she does like a test run at Frasier's house talking to everyone. Uh, So essentially she asks Martin for his advice on um, how to like pick up a woman or like how to get a woman's attention. And he says, uh, he says, I guess I'm old fashioned or something, but I think you should treat a woman like a queen. Mm-hmm. And both Daphne and Roz are like, oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do. I think, now, I am speaking as a person who has yet to be with a man that is much older, but I have heard this mm-hmm. from other women I know, from their experiences, that some men that are older than them are more appreciative mm. of the female body. That may not be true of everyone, but I do wonder if because he's older than everyone as has been with I don't know. Him. There's no. a whole generation of pieces of shit that are old, you know? Yeah. But there's yeah. also, I think it's the type of person. Mm, mm-hmm. I think Martin's just like a good dude. Yeah. Um, I do too. I think he uh, is a feminist. Okay. Uh, despite not knowing it himself. Like, mm-hmm. I think he just like believes in equality and like respects people. Mm. Um, and he always holds on to his girlfriends for such a long time. He does. I mean, I was really into him and Sherry. I loved him and Sherry. I did too. And he cares about their feelings. Like, Frazier's always worried about how's he going to come off right. at mm-hmm. the end of this relationship, where Absolutely. Martin's worried about how is she going to feel exiting right. this relationship. One of, like, I thought, I was like, wow, that's so appreciative when uh, the he dates the cop, the, who's the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And then when he finds that, she's, he's happy that they're breaking up, but essentially he puts on this act and is like, I'm going to pretend that I'm sad that she's breaking up with me because that's a courtesy. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I would say he probably, the sense I get from him is that he actually appreciates, I think a woman's pleasure. Yeah. And he's not just in it to pump and dump. Yeah. Frazier. I don't get that. No, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think bulldog might be a good lay as well, even though he's disgusting. Now, now, okay. Was I swayed by the fact that I found out in real life that actor is actually gay? There, most of them are. Yeah, a lot. Yes, there's, most of the cast, the writers, everything. That's why it's a good show. It's such a good show. And with Bulldog, 
there's jokes in the show continuously about the fact that he's compensating for something. So oh. I put him on my list of who should he have sex with with a question mark, but I don't have the, the, the blank, but I think it should be a man. Well, if you're thinking he's gay, then it should be the other guy, the uh, food critic. Oh, Gil? Gil. Yeah, yeah Gil should... Um, Mr. My Wife Lives in Canada or what? Debbie? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he definitely talks about his fake wife who sounds... Like she's gay. She mm. works. She's a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yes. They have two cats, I think. Yep. They really leaned into that. Yeah. I think at the very end of the show, which honestly, I was kind of bummed out. It almost felt like revealing a who Maris out. is. Yeah. That they were like, yes, yeah. he's gay. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. We all know. See, wait, can I tell you something? Because you're not huge into Cheers. Yeah, go for Maris it. Maris is actually a callback to one of the original characters of Cheers. Norm has a wife, Vera, that we never see. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And I just think like these, they're so good at creating people Absolutely. to the fact that you don't even see the, and like I'm attached to Maris. Like when Maris mm -hmm. gets fat, I imagine Maris, you know, like, yeah. Well, I like, because it's like the fact that you never see her does make her sort of this like mythical mm -hmm. creature. But at the same time, you know her. You do. I picture her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Often, if I have to like ever think of a person to associate her with, I think of uh, Lara Flynn Boyle at Ooh. her thinnest with the most plastic surgery. Yes. But it is funny. And I actually. Shorter hair, though. I don't think Maris would ever like keep a ponytail. She's also older. I think. Do you get the sense that she's older than Niles? No. Oh. Same age? But that's interesting. Yeah. I think they were like the same year at school. And I she like right. nicked him. Um. We've gone through all the main characters, and I do think we've talked about uh, some ancillary. But honorary mentions, mm. I am going to come back. To, I'm going to no. This is a new person, BB Glazer. Oh, I'm a I'm a big BB Glazer fan. She's definitely my favorite. Not BB BB. She's my favorite not regular character. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is an episode where she does sleep with Fraser. Is it the one where she's uh? tricking him so that she's become successful with dr phil or no basically so that episode involves uh him holding out uh for a bigger salary mm. and essentially like it's a big gamble and when he does get what he wants they end up sleeping together yes then after that she pretends that she wants to kill herself gets on the ledge and then has him pretend to save her so that he will get whatever he wants in his right big yeah deal. yeah yeah i remember that She's a total nut. I'm a big yeah. fan. But I yeah. think she's probably a dumb, too. She gets what she wants. See, I don't think she'd be good in bed, though. Oh. No, I think she's one of those crazy people. Like, I actually have a friend who this story happened to, and it was, like, horrifying for him, but he's over it. Okay. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's he's a victim, but he's, mm. you know, uh, he's made peace to the point that he's told this story so I can tell it. Um, but essentially he was hooking up with a woman once, uh, brought her back after having drinks. They go to sleep. He wakes up. She's sucking his dick. He's like, what are you doing? Get off of me. And then she put his dick inside of her. What? And then he was like, oh my God, get off of me. And like, was like, like there was no, con like he felt like really dirty, really gross, like threw her off. And then she starts like hysterically crying in the corner. I see BB being that kind of woman who just like, huh. and, and this girl, he, after that, he was like. I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, this always happens. Like, she's like a, oh my God. Like I could see BB doing that and blackmailing people and, yeah. and right. falling to pieces. And yeah. 
I could see that too, to be completely honest. Um, all right, so that doesn't count. Yeah, that definitely does not count as being good in bed. It no. sounds like being really manipulative. Really manipulative and yeah. Okay. Maybe you're down for everything, but you're not really down for the cause. Mm. You're down mm-hmm. for like some other ulterior motive. Okay. Martin's down for the cause. He's definitely down for the cause. With all of this in mind, would you say, and I'm going to include any honorary mentions mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't have to be a main character. Of everyone you've seen on Frasier, is there anyone that you're like, and I think that this can go bit across from whatever your sexual preferences are, because I, mm. ha- I have my answer. Sure. Um, who would you want to sleep with on the show, if anyone? Daphne Moon and Roz, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. And Niles. And Niles. And maybe for, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I want to like sample everyone. It's weird that I have not said Martin. I think it's just because he's kind of old. It's not my type. Oh. But a young Martin Crane, maybe. A young Martin Crane, I could picture being, I mean, I've already theorized this in my head of like, what is a young Martin Crane? What would that spinoff look like? And mm-hmm. I picture like Elliot Stabler from Law and Order SVU. Cute. Like a, like a, a cop with mm-hmm. a, with a, with a temper, perhaps mm-hmm. not like a temper of like I'm I hit women, but like I don't know, very passionate. I picture him like a the cop from um, Bridesmaids, oh, except for he's not Irish sure. this time. He's angry. I'm into that and American. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Now, uh, why Daphne in particular? Roz, I'm like, yeah, she's 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 got some experience. I feel like she'd know her way around because Daphne genitals. <laughs> yes, she would. <laughs> She would. But I think Daphne does have this like, I'm just, and I think I like her look. Mm. Well, she's got what I, have you ever seen Riverdale? I went to a school called Riverdale, but yes, I've seen Riverdale. So I'm not even fully like, I'm not even caught up on season two of Riverdale, Mm -hmm. but I watched the very first episode. I think this is a pilot Mm -hmm. where Betty of Mm -hmm. Betty and Veronica Mm -hmm. becomes quote unquote dark Betty. She mm. puts on a black bob. She's like putting her, you know, spiked so, heel on yeah. top of a jock's neck. Yeah. I get this like, like I get this back and forth kind of like I'm sweet and kinky vibe yeah. from Daphne. And I could, that's very sexy. She's dark Betty. She's dark Betty. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. I fully support yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. I like somebody with like a secret. Yeah. Um, I would say not including sexual preference. I would say. I want to say Lilith might be. Yeah, Lilith would be great. Kind of great. It, honestly, I'm such like a sapiosexual sometimes too, where I'm just like attracted to people's brains. Yeah. That all of these people are so smart and like, like, I don't want to say like even Daphne, but even Daphne, who's like sure. their like healthcare worker or whatever, mm-hmm. like their lowliest position. Like right. she is well read. She speaks well, you know, like Absolutely. she fucking rocks. Absolutely. Everybody's so smart. I I support that. Um now, okay, I have another I have another question for you. So we know who has had sex on the show, obviously, mm-hmm. but who on the Should show have sex. have sex with each other? I've got one. Perhaps yeah, this who? could inspire you. Now, obviously, the age difference is a thing, but in terms of like um, sort of getting along and similar sensibilities, I always felt like Roz and Martin had an attraction on a some level. But I think maybe, mm, yeah, it could be cute. 
Mm-hmm. It could be good. The other, well, the other part of that is, on the other hand, I'm like, or was it like a like a fatherly daughter? That's the thing. So then, if that's the case, but I if they know. didn't know each other in that capacity and they got to know each other in a, I think in a different time period, mm-hmm. if they didn't know each other, I could see them having a like a torrid affair yeah. in the 1960s. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Um, I did make a list of sexiest episodes. Mm. So I have a few okay. um, that I personally consider to be very sexy episodes. Get ready to get horned up. Get ready guys. to get horned up and feel free to chime in if mm-hmm. you have, you know, ones that you believe are very sexy. Um. But I do think we I think we we talked about Daphne returns. So there's an episode separately. Ooh, my internet's not turned on. All right. So there's an episode called Call Me Irresponsible, mm-hmm. which is a very early, I think it's season one. There's an episode where Frazier gets a call from this guy named Marco, who basically is like biding his time with this woman who's dating and basically stringing her along until someone better comes along. Right. So he ends up telling Marco. They should break up. Yeah. They do. She shows up and then they end up having this very near sexual, like vi- like there's a very hot scene at the end of the episode where they're going to have sex in his kitchen, but he, then his conscience, his mm-hmm. morals get the best yeah. of him and he starts getting nauseous. Yeah. Separately from that, she seemed great. I, yeah. I would, she seemed like a, a very sexual being. Mm-hmm. Um, So I thought that was a very... Yeah, there there was a lot of like missed opportunities because of his morals. Yeah. And I feel like it was the writer's way of kind of just being like, you guys, don't worry. (laughs) You know, he even though he's this like complicated guy, like he can still give advice to people because he's got really sound morals. But then you're like, oh, I don't care. I just want to watch him fuck this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of other women, so there's. There's an episode where he um, befriends Dr. Honey Snow, mm-hmm. who's like, you know, very attractive woman, has a book. He does not respect her work. Yes. And then feels like he must be honest with her. Mm-hmm. And that it and then separately from that, this you're right. This does happen a lot. It happens all the time. There's a different woman uh, played by Terry Hatcher, mm-hmm. who uh, he thinks she's using him Um, because she can't afford to see a therapist. Therapist, But then he's like, no, actually we need to break up because I'm using you for the fact that you're crazy. You're so crazy, yeah. So yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And then there's his friend from high school. Laura Lanley. Laura, who wants to hook up. And then he's like, oh, I'm just here using you. Like, yeah. Shut up sometimes. (laughs) Shut up sometimes. Shut up sometimes. Because also, wouldn't the moral thing be like, like, I don't know, like make up some excuse that makes you look like a dick and not tell them why yeah. they're fucked up. I yes, the way that Martin did, like just act like you're upset and be mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm crazy and and I, this is better for you and I'm sad and and that's it. Yeah, instead of like I don't believe your teachings, so I don't think we can have sex. Yeah, I do. I I feel like there have been a few episodes too where for Fraser it's more of like here these are my conquests mm-hmm. there's an episode where he dates that's um, totally it he just wants to know that it's available right. and he's like well right and then he yeah. s- he sabotages all of it like he was dating 
um, a model who's a zoologist. Mm -hmm. And then he just wants to prove to his family that she's real. There's one, possibly two episodes where he's got multiple dates set up. And then he like tries to seduce all of them in the exact same way, Uh not necessarily taking their unique personalities into account. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, it's so not surprising that he mostly throughout the show never finds anyone right to connect with right and i think that that's like kind of what the finale is saying yeah right because you could take the finale as oh look he's going to start a new life but frazier's already started a new life in seattle Mm -hmm. this is his second new life after cheers right he's just gonna go somewhere san fran and do the same exact thing yeah He's going to go through every woman in San Fran and either they're going to be this amazing person that he's like, I must have her in his life, in my life. And then he fucks it up for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Or they start hooking up and then he finds a tiny little thing that's wrong that he cannot stop harping on. Mm -hmm. Almost like Seinfeld with some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's just destined to be alone. He's just, yeah, I don't feel bad for him, but okay. Other sexy episode Mm. with a very sexy title, The Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl. That's when he is Mm -hmm. secretly sleeping with the station manager, Mm -hmm. Kate. They have sex in his uh, booth. Yeah. They almost have sex on the elevator. And I personally was like, yes, this is sexy because similarly, she's keeping him in check. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. she's very much, they're very much at each other's, uh, they're both seemingly out of control. Right. And uh, I feel like, well, interestingly, what does that relationship devolve into? It turns out they don't have that much in common, Mm -mm. which is interesting. Like he can connect on a sexual level often, but like that's it. Yeah. But yes, I thought that was a very sexy episode. I think he really doesn't like himself, so he can't open up. Mm -hmm. And then the second he does, he gets afraid that they're going to reject him. So he finds a flaw first. Yeah. Or something like that. Absolutely psychoanalyzing Frasier Crane. I mean, he's a Freudian, which is already a red flag. And yeah, like you think the penis is the center of the universe. Freud is um not ne- not currently and I get it is no longer the model mm. for mental health mm. and I get it. Mm. So, maybe it explains some things about him. You're more of a young guy. <laughs> Niles says. Yeah, I know. A Jungian, a young I mispronouncing it but yes if i had to choose between the two of them i'd go niles a hundred percent me too i definitely like regardless of the cute or creepy thing like i i'm always gonna think that when they got together i will always think it's romantic that they finally got together and and it's not even them getting together like they're staying together was romantic everything they do for each other like they make concessions for each other so you know that they're doing that in the bedroom too absolutely yeah Yeah. yes i i definitely i mean you know the the show ends with them what having a baby too well she they have a baby but then she has a premonition in the hospital that she's gonna have another one oh well truth be told I tend to drop, I've seen the whole show, mm-hmm. but I've definitely, I'm guilty of watching like seasons one through eight and then mostly dropping yeah, yeah, off yeah. afterwards. Cause I'm like, yeah, I do like the excitement mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. I mean, well, my boyfriend told me mm-hmm. and he's, for some reason he will, he'll just say these lies. And I, it was like, like, I guess he watched it sporadically as a child. Mm hmm. Uh, so he only saw a few episodes. He saw Cheers, he saw Frasier, whatever. When Diane came back, I was like, 
I didn't know that Frazier and Diane dated. And he goes, that never happened. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, no, that never happened. And I was like, no, there's an entire episode. And like, then like we looked up the back and I was like, no, no, it says it on Wikipedia. He goes, oh, I just thought he was like some other patron at the bar. And then, yeah. And so like, I was so confused. And then another time I was confused was because he told me that he's like, oh, have you gotten to where Daphne and Niles get divorced yet? What? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe he was just like fucking with me. It sounds like it. But yeah, I watched I watched the last like four seasons so hastily because I was like, <sighs> when are they getting divorced? Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm glad that they never did that. That was something I would say. I don't I don't know. Did you ever watch? Did you watch The Office? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's a show where I was like, all right, Jim and Pam, they get married. And after that, I was like, eh. and then at a certain point they do start to have some problems. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really into it. I loved when they, when she had that episode where she's talking to the camera guy. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fucking real. I guess that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Do you like, um, Michael and Holly? More uh, than Jim and Pam? I mean, for me, it's like, I generally stop at season three, but then when I watched uh, The Office all the way through, I did come to love Michael and Holly. I love Michael and Holly. I it's did. so nice to see him find a little weirdo who's like, yes, that's his little weirdo. I was very happy to see him. Find- well, also, like, I don't know if you watched the original, the British Office. I it's didn't. Like, I mean, it's ve- it's a lot drier and sadder, mm. and like the difference between like. David Brent, who is the Michael Scott of the original office mm-hmm. and Michael Scott is David Brent is not like a character that you I personally could be like, oh, he's he's better than this. It was like Michael Scott. It was like, all right, he, you know, lacks some social skills and yeah. some other things, but he's like a good person. Yeah. So it's nice to see him. Right. Find happiness. Um, I'm. Do you have any I want to I'm trying to see if I missed any. Ep- oh, mm. I have another episode now. Is this a sexy episode? It's a lust-filled episode. One mm-hmm. of my favorite episodes. The Ski Lodge. Mm. The Ski Lodge, that's where the gang uh, goes and stays in a ski lodge with a sexy ski instructor named Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is definitely very lust-filled. Yes. Um, I'm a fan. I, 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 I mean, with the exception of Daphne, Daphne Returns, the ep- any episodes where, like, although in that episode she's not necessarily it's not necessarily a focus, her and Niles. Ooh, remember when Martin says he feels uncomfortable or maybe it was Frasier that Daphne was having sex in the house? Oh yeah, I remember that. That was that was Frasier feeling uncomfortable yeah. about Daphne having sex in the house. That was, yeah. And she was, was like, Cam, hey, gonna move out. And I was like, good for yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. Because like, what do you, you just want to like police her? Yeah, that's insane. I, d- I mean, that was also like another reminder of like, She's a person. Mm-hmm. She's like Mary Poppins, but like with a sexy kinky side. Yeah. That's, that's, yes, that's, that's how I, yeah, think she's of not here just to like clean, clean. Yeah. And like do joint movements. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, okay. Here's another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like uh, anyone on the show would ever be open to, cause like, I feel like with sitcoms, you know, traditional roles are a thing of like, all right, these two are going to live happily ever after. Who do you think would be into an open relationship? 
Hmm. Like for me, it's probably Russ. I could see it just because she is a very liberated person. I can't see her having, I mean, maybe she would be always sleeping around, but I can't see her having multiple actual amorous relationships because that does take so much work. That's true. You know, love languages, which I've learned about recently. (coughs) Oh, yeah. I don't fully um, know all of them. There's one. There's different. I like words of affirmation and physical touch. What are the, I am curious, what are the love languages? Are there five? Yeah, words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, Mm -hmm. acts of service. Mm -hmm. Mm, I don't remember what the last one is. I guess it's not that important to me. Did you already say sex? Is that one? Physical touch. Physical touch. Yeah. Because my thing that I always wonder about is like for some people with the love languages and people I, not that I personally, but other people I know that are friends of friends with people that are in open relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like some of them are like, oh, they're dating this person who they have sex with and this other person for like romance. So to me, there's a difference between sex and physical touch. I don't know if those are two different love languages as in- as yeah. in, like, I know I'm a person who loves a nice cuddle, cuddling, hand-holding, yeah. yeah. things like that, yeah. um, versus just intercourse. Sure. I think a lot of women like the quote-unquote foreplay part of it, which yeah. we just need to, like, eliminate that word. Like, you're, you're fucking, like, you're being sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make it like, oh, this is the part that we have to, like, get over, like, that's like the best part sometimes mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like the leading up to it and the kissing and the, yeah. you know, body worship, like body worship's really nice. That's right. Can't even have a penis in you, but he's like, oh, wow, look at all of this. And then you're getting so turned on. I mean, that is so Niles. Like I'm even thinking of before they got together, before he and Daphne got together, it's like the gifts were already mm-hmm, in place. Mm-hmm. I feel like he probably fulfilled most of the love languages. Yeah. Like, and then eventually leading up to them getting together. So I'm happy about that relationship. I'm the most happy about that relationship. I'm so glad they made it like genuinely work. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Remy. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I feel like, you know, we've gone to places uh, regarding characters uh, in Frasier that I never really thought about before. Yeah. Things I'd never thought well, about. Like Martin like yeah. Martin being a generous lover, Frasier yeah. being a not generous lover. Mm. Um so, you know, who knows? I is there is there a part two to this? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. I mean I definitely kind of want to go back and watch your sexy episodes list. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. That would be fun for me. Come back to me with your thoughts. Um so before we uh depart, uh yes. is there anything that you want to plug? Anything you have coming up? Yeah. So how come this season wrapped up like three weeks ago? Um, The season finale is called Congratulations. And it was all um, first time orgasms that happened Mm. after they listened to the podcast. So Mm. that's a really fun thing that I'm spreading around. Tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have another podcast coming out called We Really Love Island. And it's about this British dating show phenomenon called uh, Love Island. the American version just got bought by CBS. Really? So we're binging all of the episodes before the American version comes out in the summer. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I love some, would you categorize this as like bad real, good, bad reality TV or very good? I think this is very good reality TV. It okay. is like a mix of Big Brother, mm-hmm. 
if the bat if Bachelor in Paradise was good, wow, um, and like a little bit of Survivor, but the, it's unlike any other show. They air a six episodes a week, so one oh every God. single night. So you're like, and they do like live drop ins and stuff. It's just like keeps very everyone a very honest and accountable and like real relationships form. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I will keep an ear out for that. Yeah. So you guys can follow that on Instagram at We Really Love Island. Um, how come is How Come Podcast? And I am Remy Casimir. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Remy. And until next time, good night, Seattle. Ooh. <laughs>